0: een hartelijke goeiemorgen, daar kom by ons program Skrifteerlik, waar ons wekelik saam na oplossing soek uit die skrifte, vervra waarmee gewone mense sikkel. Die Bijbel sê in Johannes 17, 17, woord is waarheid, heilig hulle na die woord, en psalm 119, 105 sê, woord is een lamp van my voete en een licht van my pad. Kom dan saam met ons vir die volgende uur, Wanneer ons geen steen onaangeraag laat om die waarheid te vind en licht te schijnen op die vraag uit die skrifte waarmee ek en jy mondlik kan worstel nie. Krijg dus gauw jou Bijbel en kom onderzoek saam met ons die skrifte. Dis moes nou skrifteerlik. Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. That's where you tune to and a uh, warm-hearted good morning from our status here in Kilner Park in Pretoria. Trust to find you well, and you can say with all believers... Man, what a beautiful day that God has blessed us with! For the next hour, in the company of a radio puppet, scriptural scripturiker in psalm and yes, we've got a guest to introduce to you this morning, and uh, a, a long-time brother and you from Edward Canaya. You, I, I'm, I'm trying to work originally from Durban. That is correct. Yes. And then you moved to from Durban. We moved up to Johannesburg to a yeah. place called
1: Lenasia. All right, where I grew up. And then after I got married, long story short, I'm in
0: Germiston. Well, in Germiston at the moment, sitting right next to uh, Pastor Rocky Stevenson. Rocky, good morning to you. How are you on this uh, beautiful right. Tuesday? Nothing special about this day, is there?
2: Oh, so much special. Hey, I <laughs> mean, like, you know, my wife loves me every single day. Yeah. So. Whether it's Valentine's Day or not, she loves me and I'm thankful. I, I, I for didn't Lord want that. to go
0: to, to Valentine's <laughs> Day, but yes, indeed. A uh, uh, wonderful privilege to have you guys with us this morning. You might be wondering what uh, Pastor Edward Kanya is doing with us. Well, next week, uh, Rocky is taking a break. Is it next week or the week there? Yeah, next remember?
2: next week I'm on leave. And then yeah. also in two weeks' time, I'll be in Cape Town for the Ministry Leadership Conference. All right. And so, um, yeah, so that's one of the reasons that Pastor Edward is here this morning,
0: all right, uh, Edward uh, Kanya, you pronounce his surname. Uh Your love for the for the Lord Jesus Christ, your love for the Word, just in a nutshell, tell us about that.
1: Well, <clears throat> I think you you just said it in a nutshell. You know, there's nothing else but to love the love God's Word, and He mean gave it to us. That's what should occupy our minds. That's what we should be saturated and soaked with till He comes. And uh, uh you know, there's nothing nothing that should. Preoccupy us until we yeah. see the Lord accept His word. How um, many
0: times are you following the Lord Jesus now? How many years you've been saved now?
1: Well, I, I got saved uh, at about 12, yeah. 12 years of age, and uh, my Sunday school teacher um, explained the gospel to me, which I had heard several times. Yeah, and but I grew up in a Christian home. My my parents were my mother was a pastor's daughter. Okay. So my wow. grandfather was a pastor. PK, pastor's kid. <laughs> she, yes. Yeah. yeah I right. was a GPK. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that right? <laughs> Grand pastor kid. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so we're, we're familiar with that environment, but then mm. one realizes that you're not saved because you grew up in church or yeah. attended Sunday school or your dad was a preacher occasionally and your grandpa was a well-known preacher and pastor that's all not right. why you're saved all you know.
0: right yeah you have to have that relationship with the lord exactly. yourself exactly come to the knowledge and grace that uh, you need the lord jesus in your life right? yeah uh, Edward, thank you so much for joining us this morning. You'll be in uh, interjecting and adding uh, to the value of the program this morning. so. Uh, I hope so. so uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> you will. So, uh, thank you so much. And next week, uh, God willing, if the Lord tarries, he'll be standing in then from uh, for Rocky. Uh, mm. God is truly a God of the nations. We at Radio Public, you know, look at it from the point of view that um, we we've got all nations represented, all brothers and sisters in Christ represented here. And I'm, I'm, I just said to Vusi, I'm so excited because in the years that I've been here, we had the colored brothers and sisters, whatever that means. We had black, black, black brothers and sisters, whatever that might mean, uh, white brothers and sisters. But, w- you know, it's long overdue that we've got an Indian brother uh, with us this morning, and we honor the Lord. Whatever that might mean. Whatever that might mean. <laughs> Bless your heart. The blood that pumps through our veins is red. Saved by the b- blood of the Lord Jesus and, Christ. And
2: I'm also excited because um, the reason that I've that I've asked Brother Edward to be here is because when I have questions, I ask him the questions.
0: All right. And so right. Um,
2: you know, that's a good man to bring along. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, when when I have issues that I'm wandering through, then I give yeah. him a call. He's near to us there on the east end. He had a relationship with Benoni Bible Church for a number of years. And uh, we have a good relationship with Calvary Baptist. They're one of the churches that we do a lot of partnership with. And so it's very exciting to bring him alongside me here. And uh, for our listeners as well to hear his voice and uh, hear the Lord's voice more importantly through
0: him. So we give the thanks
2: to the Lord for that.
0: Well, you just admit to something now, Rocky, because sometimes the notion exists that we who operate behind the microphone here on a Christian radio station, we know it all you know and we don't we as human as everybody listening to us and sometimes we fall into that that uh, situation where Lord what is the answer here Lord help me well, where do I find that?
2: there's times that our listeners even ask some tough questions that uh, I have Edward on speed dial you know alright phone so. <laughs> a <laughs> friend phone a friend yeah he wants to be a millionaire thing you know yeah, just, yeah. I don't know where I am on that at the moment All right. like on that. yeah scale, wonderful alright All let's kick
0: off the program 12 minutes after you Die weese van hierdie program gaat doodereenvoudig daarover, as jy een vraag het, lifestyle question, doesn't matter what type of question you've got, as long as it's got to do with God's word. Uh, and you know what? I've said it often on this program God's Word, the blueprint for happy living. If you need an answer, a lifestyle question, maybe somebody said something somewhere about God's Word. Uh, an interesting question, Rocky, that somebody said the other day is if, if, if you remember the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus taking uh, John and Peter and uh, I think James with him in the Garden of Gethsemane to go and pray, then he leaves them there. We're all, well of with the story he leaves them there they fall into dreamland and then he goes and pray and he uses these words father not my will be done but your will be done if it be your will let this cup pass from me and somebody said so if there was nobody with him how do we know those are the exact words that he prayed mm. this is just an example of the type of questions that we tackle in this program yep. where we delve into god's word and say but how do we know yeah. That's exactly the words that. And, and uh,
2: that, that points to the dual authorship of the scriptures. The yes. Fact that the scriptures are God breathed, as Timothy says, they are inspired by God and written by man. So yeah. God, the Holy Spirit, has given that information to the human author. Yeah. And he writes it down exactly the way that God would have him write it.
0: Exactly like you know. that. But but questions do arise and say, so how do we know this is in fact, uh, you know, not, not, not flesh, but that it, in, in, indeed is spirit. Uh, so that's the, the, just by virtue of an example, that's mm. the type of questions that we tackle in this program. Uh, if you've got a question please send it through i'm going to give you a whatsapp number uh, you don't have a pen and paper where you left it last time, so please find a pen and paper, open up your contacts this is the place where you park your car and you just put it into your contacts because this is the number that you use, just a sideline remark please make mention of the scripture that you're referring to, if you can remember please, it helps us here in studio to to, to go to the Logos programs and uh, ask Edward and uh, whatever the tools we're using here this morning, but also relying on the Lord Jesus Christ on the Holy Spirit to point us in the right direction and just one last remark we've prayed for you this morning. We ask the Lord that you would benefit by listening to this program, that God would get the glory. We don't do it for sensation, but we do it to give glory unto our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, I trust that you will be blessed by what you hear in this program. The number, as I've promised, 082 Vodacom Network, easy to remember. Uh, Edward, I'm going to ask you to repeat the number, so see if you can memorize it that quickly. It's 082 Vodacom Network, That's it's fairly easy, 082. Then 657, there it is right behind you, the frequency on which we broadcast. Mm-hmm. So that's the next number. Uh, and then the number two, we say from one to the other. And then the last three digits is our sister station down in Cape Town, seven. Two, nine. Now, I'm not going to ask you to remember the, all that uh, quickly. If you can, well done to you, my brother. But that's the WhatsApp number. 082-657-2729. Oh, seven, two, seven, two, that's the number on which you send your questions into the studio. Rocky, let's start with a question that we received of wa- via WhatsApp. It says in Genesis one 22, just after the flood of Noah in Genesis 9 1. God commanded man to be fruitful and to multiply. But based on the way that the world is going and how close the rapture is, should we still have children? A lot of young couples getting married nowadays and say, you know what? Uh, not even getting married. They say, well, we just cohabit. What, what is the fancy politically correct word? The cohabitation. Uh, not getting married. That, by the way, is not the will of God. We shouldn't live together, cohabit. We should get married. And and then they're scared to have kids. Uh, and and the, what about contraception? And there's a whole myriad of questions around that, a rabbit hole to climb into. What do we answer this person with regards to if mm. the rapture is close? Mm. Can we have kids? And, and, and what about contraception? Is it mentioned in God's word? Is it allowed to be used?
2: Yeah. Um so in Genesis one twenty two and let me read the passages that were mentioned, Genesis 1-22 as well as Genesis nine one, God says to Adam and Eve, then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the sea. Now he's talking to the birds of the air, the the fish of the and the birds as well, and he says, And let the birds multiply on the earth, and then he gives the same command to um Adam and Eve as well, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. And then in Genesis nine one, after Noah Um, And the flood, when all of the animals come out of the ark, as well as Noah and his family come out of the ark, God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And this command has never been recanted by God. He has never said, I no longer want you to do this. This is um, no longer my will, etc. And I think that this was something of the issue that the church, even at Thessalonica, was facing when Paul wrote, Second Thessalonians, is that there, their persecution had gotten so bad, and there was even deceptive doctrine saying that they were inside of the great tribulation, and that the all tribulation right. was there, and the church stopped being, they were tempted at least, to stop being the church and to stop taking the great commission, and that's what Jesus said in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth, yeah. go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Why should we go to all the nations? Well, because all of the authority has been given to Jesus. All right. And I guess the point on the rapture as well is that the rapture is always imminent. It was imminent right there. You know, John even For the writes the last two thousand years. You know, years. even when John writes first John, he says, Little children, we are in the last hour. Now, if he was in the last hour there, maybe we're in the last minutes now. But God has never ever pulled back that command to mankind to go and procreate and to fill the earth. All right. Right. One of the things I think that young couples sometimes get um, maybe a bit scared about is they think that the first time that they ever consummate their marriage that they just in just going to fall pregnant that yeah. that is and that sometimes does happen yes. if that is god's will and this is the point i want to bring in is if that is god's will god is the one who gives life and god is the one that takes life and a couple of passages do come to mind regarding that you have for example in first samuel 1 you have hannah and you'll remember she was her her husband was Oh, uh, poly- polygamous. He mm, had two wives. And yeah. the one wife had her womb was open and she was giving birth. And the other wife had her womb closed. And in, gen- in 1 Samuel 1 5, verse 5 and 6 it says this, But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah. He's, this is Elkanah loving Hannah. But Yahweh had closed her womb. And that's her point there. God had closed her womb. It wasn't that she wasn't consummating a marriage with her husband, but God had closed her womb. And then her rival, which was now... The other wife, however, would provoke her bitterly to irritate her because Yahweh had closed her womb. And so God is the one who opens a womb and closes a womb.
0: Can I make just a a remark here? Isn't it amazing how many godly women... In the Bible's wombs were closed. I'm thinking of Sarah. I'm thinking of Hannah. I'm thinking of Elizabeth, Zachariah's wife. Yes. Uh, maybe we should do a whole program on that. Why is it that if you are a, a, a blessed daughter of the Most High God, that many times the wombs are shut? Maybe we should ask a question like that at one stage. No? Sorry, Rocky, I interrupted you there.
2: No, I'll give uh, Edward a chance as well to uh, share some of the, the, the question.
0: Yeah. Uh, Edward, his, your heart.
1: Well, <clears throat> well, just to add to what Pastor Rocky has already mentioned, I mean, there's all, uh, firstly, the, the question ties in so many issues. There's, there's a lot of anxiety in the question, and it's trying to be tied in with some theological issues. Primarily, the, one, the rapture has got nothing to do with the state of marriage as it is now. We, I think you, got, you, you both highlighted this. We don't know when the rapture is going to take place. All right. It could be in the next five minutes or the yeah. next 50 years. We don't know. Yes. So that's got nothing to do with marriage or living together. Absolutely right. nothing. And as uh, Rocky has said, uh, the Lord hasn't revoked that command, be fruitful yeah. and multiply, which doesn't mean you necessarily have to have 15 kids. All right. So if you want to be more culturally relevant, maybe you, you don't have to have 15 kids, but it's always a blessing it's always a blessing to think of having kids as a blessing. That's the problem with today's society. It's not about whether I can or can't have children. It's about thinking of children as a blessing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and that, that only occurs in, in, in the bounds of marriage. Yes. yes. The yeah. children are a blessing from the Lord. Yeah. See, otherwise people deliberate them as they would uh, do some other scientific issue. Should we grow a tree if we, you know, if, if there's too much poison in the property, or should we? It's not the same
0: with having kids. All right, so that's going to bring us to the contraception question. That's right. Uh, and and, and uh, th- th- does the Bible warn us against us? I know there's certain religions, and we're not here to name them and, and point them out, but there are certain religions that's dead against contraception. Um, am I still within God's word if I get married as a young person and, and we use contraception for the first year? Or until, like many young people say, we've established ourselves in our careers and... Uh, and then, in the meantime, using, what is your take on that? Well, the, th- the thing about contraception is that the effects go beyond what the Lord
1: wants for his people. All right. Uh, whether people realize this or not, and I know there's a whole range of, of these products, and I'm not speaking as a medical expert because I certainly am not, but yeah. inherent in contraception is whatever they put in there, and that is to dissolve fetuses. Yeah. Uh, and and then it brings in the other argument of abortion which we know is not a Christian argument I I beg your pardon not not something a Christian should stand for we are against abortion abortion is murder so when you want to take contraception understand that that's what you're getting into you're dissolving a fetus you're dissolving something. All right,
0: something. you're using very interesting words. You use the word dissolve, uh, where some people would say no, but it uh, prevents. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we can
1: argue technicalities, yeah, but yeah. the point is it's doing something to, to an organism that that potentially needs to exist in your womb. Yeah, right. Whether it prevents it, uh, how, that it also doesn't clarify anything. How All does right. it prevent it? Yeah. I mean, I can prevent you from coming here by killing you at your house, you know. Yeah. How, yeah. Do, how do we... It, it's, it, it, we can't argue over technicality. The point is it does something that God forbids. All right. All and, right. and, and we also
2: have medical literature to study, and I think this is where we need to get more knowledge regarding much of this, because depending on the form of contraception, yeah. for example, if you take something like the patch or something like the pill, many will say that it is not abortive, but what is their definition of abortion? Yeah. For Christians, we believe that the moment that sperm hits egg, yeah. you have human life. Mm. All right. But now you do have a sporadic um, rejection. What happens is that once sperm hits egg, if you are on a form of contraception that, that mixes with your hormo- hormones, you have the lining of the uterus affected. You have the lining of the pregnancy. Um, it, it is messed around with yeah. because of a chemical that you're taking. And so even if the egg is fertilized, yeah. it is then rejected by oh, your okay. body. Okay. Now, you would not even necessarily know that yeah. because it would seem as though you were having just a normal period. Yeah. And you would have an, basically a abortion without even knowing that an abortion had taken mm, place yeah. because the egg That's had right. not gone into the uterus. And so this is much of what gynecologic. Gynecologists and others do not tell those yeah. that are sitting with them. Even young Christian couples need to actually go and research this more. And so there are other forms of contraception, like condoms, that are different, where the sperm is prohibited from even going to the yeah, egg, yeah. and you don't have a chemical change in the body of the woman that takes it. Now, they also get a, um, many will have something like a after-morning pill, yeah. which again, as well, is abortive. Yeah. It gets rid of if there has been any pregnant Im- Pregnantation, and they see that as a form of contraception too. You also then have um, different forms of contraception like tracking your cycle, which is something which it would be a, a careful way of contraception. But I think the bottom line is to deal with the fear that is at, at the root and at the heart yeah. of many couples that actually do not want to rest in the sovereign hands of God and His providence. Mm. We've had a world that has also been turned on its onto its head when it comes to uh, a woman working outside of the home instead of working within the home, like yeah. Timothy would. Uh, While well, Paul says to Timothy, the women should be workers at home. And we have um, women liberation movements. We have um, wh- fe- the feminist movement, which has had an impact on this. We have this idea that a woman needs to be exactly like a man is, and not have a time of the month where she's, you know, no, not. Um, operating at full steam as such and i think that we've lost something in our day and age regarding this if you think back even to somebody like rachel who was married to isaac uh, well jacob rather and as jacob and she takes the household idols of laban and she then um, sits on the saddlebag and says no look it's the time of the it's the time of the woman is on me and he leaves her and and he has an understanding for her and i think that this even leads to what Peter says when it comes to a husband living with understanding towards his wife, yeah. is for she is the weaker vessel, and that's the wording of scripture, and that is that a woman is not in any way less dignified before God as far as her worth, but actually she ought to be respected, loved, and cherished as well as understood as being different to what a man is and she doesn't bear the load that the man has regarding the provision and the protection of a, of the household. He bears that, and she nourishes, and she cherishes the, the household, the children, and looks after the home environment in many respects. And so I think there's much to really deal with, and I think that's where some of these fears come in. And a woman now wants to work at the same level within the workplace as the husband, and there's this idea of, well, let's first get settled. Let's first get a certain amount of money in the bank. Yeah. Let's the lord is the one that opens yes. the womb closes the womb and he, if he has opened your womb he will provide to look after yeah. the baby
0: well it should be said that we live in a so-called modern day and age where women are emancipated and they they have these these jobs and uh, they earn more than the husbands many a time and i think there's
2: underlying issue even with the wording of a woman is emancipated because mm. it, there isn't a slavery that yeah. we have regarding having a woman working at home and loving her husband and her children and working from that, there's, there's something so beautiful about that. There's yeah. actually freedom in that. Yeah. And so yeah. I think we need to reclaim some of the language regarding the way that the world is kind of almost shaped the way that Christians think instead oh, uh. of us being worldly in that. Actually... Helping our people be discipled into understanding what is the role of the husband? What is the mm. role of the wife? What is the role of the home?
0: All right. So um, put it in a nutshell for me. Finally, the advice to this uh, WhatsApp uh, writer that as far as marriage is concerned, as far as having kids and as far as contraception is concerned. No, uh, in a nutshell.
2: In a, in a nutshell, do what God has said. Um, don't do what you think is better because that is foolish. Uh, don't do what other people think is better. You do what God has said mm. and, and trust the Lord to provide for you. You know, you think of even something, and now I'm going a bit further away from the nutshell, but Moses' day, the Pharaoh wanted to kill all the baby boys. Yeah. And Moses' mother, out of faith, Hebrews tells us, Hebrews 11, hid Moses. And mm. she looked after Moses and God provided and God protected Moses and put him right underneath the Pharaoh's nose by Moses, by the Pharaoh's daughter actually adopting mm. Moses. And God was able to look after the Lord Jesus when Herod went in and killed all the babies under two years old in Bethlehem, sent Joseph with Mary, with Jesus to um, to Egypt. God is able to look after your children and look after you in a time like this.
0: And provide for you, yeah. should you have four children, should you have five children, yes. provide the funds to send them to university, yes. provide clothes, yeah. provide and I, food. I think,
2: I think our expectation on these things is too high, and we've gone mm. to a place where we are almost materialistic and i've seen this as well with young couples sometimes that father will say no you can't marry my daughter until she's finished varsity for example but no you can date her for seven years like how is that even biblical and and i think that this is where there's a there's a call towards christian parents to actually disciple properly the young men and the young women Mm. within the congregations all right
0: all right, oh. uh, so, uh,
1: so we'll... Uh, it, can I just add something? Yes, uh, yes. Uh, the yeah. matter of, of uh, affordability was also inherent in that question. It's uh, That question, uh, the matter of affordability, has always been around. All right. So you can't use that as an excuse now. You know, we can't afford to have children. Uh, my parents couldn't afford to have children. They had five. Yeah. You know, and All today right. and people are saying it's too expensive to have kids. Says Se- who? You know, depending where you want to have
0: your kid. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, as... Ch- can can I can I throw the cat amongst the pigeons? Mm. Vasectomies mm. for the husband to go for that operation and say, listen, it's 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 much easier than for the woman to have a uterus removed. It's a, a, a simple procedure in a hospital, and and we know that we have enough kids now. And uh, 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 is it very thin ice that we're on here?
1: I I would say it's more or less the same thing. I mean. He, why does he, if that's the reason why he wants to have a vasectomy simply to stop the fact that he want, you know that he he should have more children. Yeah. Then that's a problem. You know. Yeah. Um, again. Is he trusting the process or he's trusting the Lord, you know? I hear what you're saying. Right, yeah. Well, we'll tackle
0: that further another day. If you've got questions with so regards to I'm so glad that Edward's
2: here yeah, so he can answer yeah. that and I can sit back and drink <laughs> a little bit of water.
0: Yeah, yeah you, you have that expression on your face, so right. Okay, the WhatsApp number in studio, 0826572729, 0826572729. As jy vraag het, by moment in te stuur, WhatsApp nummer toe, sit dit vir ons die skrifgedeelte by a question, Rocky. You or Edward uh, need to make a call on this. Who seeks means the Kingdom van God in Na Seville? How do I find the Kingdom of God? How do I seek the Kingdom of God? Who uh, seeks means the Kingdom van God and His will. How do you do that yep. on grassroots level? Like somebody said the other day, they were the grass turns into a goat mm. how do you do that
2: i think that the passage that um, christine is actually referring to is found in matthew 6:33, and oftentimes it will be quoted outside of its context and and here's where i want to try and bring a bit of help with that it says there but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you then the reason that that is there is because of what Jesus had been teaching on the Sermon on the Mount regarding, in particular, anxiety and worry, that idea of being pulled apart in different directions. That's the kind of Greek idea behind anxiety, is that you're getting pulled apart into different directions. And Jesus has been building up this this idea of the way that his people ought to think differently than the way that the world thinks. And he says the Gentiles always are seeking after what are they going to wear, what are they going to eat, and what is going to happen tomorrow. That's okay. their biggest concern. That's what they're seeking after. All right. And so he puts that at the backdrop and says, what should you be seeking after? You should be seeking his kingdom, mm. talking about the kingdom of God.
0: How? Make and, it practical.
2: And so this is where the whole book of Matthew is all about the revealed king of the kingdom of God. And Jesus has been revealed as the king of the kingdom of God. And the people of Israel reject him. That's the whole book of Matthew, and that's why the Sermon on the Mount even was to the people of Israel before he has been rejected as their king. If we are seeking first the kingdom of God, we are seeking Christ to be the one who is seen as the main authority even within the world. And that builds up even to Matthew 28 where we have Jesus receiving all authority from the Father. He has completed his task, and he then says to his church, go therefore and make disciples. If we seek in his kingdom, we're going to do what Jesus teaches us to do. We're going to obey Jesus and go his way. And as we seek his righteousness, which he has given us his righteousness in Christ. Yeah, We have Jesus, then we have God's righteousness, and we have become the righteousness of God. He became sin for us so that we would become the righteousness of God, Romans says. And so as we then seek to have Christ be the one who is Lord, um, and, we, and that's even Romans chapter 10, he is Lord of all, um, and therefore we go to all with this Lord and we present him to them by the gospel and so that would be seeking his kingdom and his righteousness and then all these things will be added what are all these things well that's the clothes that's the food and that's the tomorrow the future that we have we don't need to be anxious about those things because our heavenly father looks after us when we're in christ all right edward wants to say something on it i can hear him
1: edward Well, I I think the answer is in what Jesus said, uh, uh, seeking the kingdom. Jesus said, he goes on to say in the parallel statement, and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. That's how you seek the kingdom. The kingdom is nothing physical at the moment or on this earth at the moment. And by seeking his righteousness, you have to remember what he went on to tell, tell the Pharisees. You have to reject your own because you haven't got any. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. So if I can answer the dear lady's question, if you want to seek the kingdom, you have to seek the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And that means coming to an understanding that you've got absolutely none of it, nothing of it yourself. You have to accept his righteousness for you.
0: A dying to self. Christ, God of all or not God at all. Absolutely. You
1: have to realize you're a sinner. If you don't realize you're a sinner, there's no salvation for you yeah it's, that's what his well, righteousness tells it, but, us
0: let, let's make it practical there are so many churches nowadays that don't even use the word sin they talk about the unchurched yes. we have moved away from that whole notion that i'm lost i'm broken i need christ absolutely, isn't it absolutely and and so you know if if churches don't preach it how will i come to the understanding that i'm actually lost without christ absolutely Alright, we're going to get to that uh, question in a moment Erika Sleiman donkey work for Um you can see that there rocky john fourteen six now she's got a very interesting question, and this is one of those questions where we need to tread it's, it's thin ice again. it can cause a a, a lot of uneasiness amongst Christians can net father at com we can only get to God the father through. Jesus the Son. Jesus him said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Yeah. So say say af om hemel toe te gaan," as dear Christus only through Christ. Mm. Then what about the Jewish nation? Uh, the majority of them rejecting Jesus. Um, and then she says Won't they be going to heaven? Now I know there are certain well-known and respected preachers, and I'm not going to name them. That says no, it works different for the for the Jewish nation. I don't want to lift up the Jewish nation here. I want to say every nation and any nation. Uh, it's isn't it through Christ alone? What yes. about those who have not accepted or or choose to deny Christ? What, what about them?
2: So this this question does remind me a little bit of one of the questions we dealt with last week regarding the Jewish nation and you can see even from the Apostle Paul in Romans 9 10 11 The desire that he had for his fellow countrymen to yes. be saved and he he had such a heart for them that he says I wish that I could actually not be saved so that they could be saved Part of what you see from Paul's response there is that just being a Jew does not save you. And even from the question, and it's a good passage to have referenced in that question, so thank you for that, Erica. Um, John fourteen six, Jesus does not say, I am one of the ways, and I am one of the truths, and I am one of the lives. Yeah. And, you know, you can come by me, or you can go your own way through Jewish tradition, etc., he says, no, um, I, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Mm. That is Jesus' words. That's not um, mine or Edward's or venance That's Jesus' words. And so we take Jesus at his word and we believe him, that he is the way. And that does offend people. Of course that offends people because they actually like their sin. Well, and that's what... That's what John chapter 3 verse 19 says this is the judgment the light is coming to the world but the people have loved darkness
0: yeah it it, it borders on what people call hate speech it says how dare you say your god is the only and a, and again, all roads lead again, to heaven and again
2: such a such a misrepresentation of what what the speech is, because it's actually love speech. When you yeah. know the only way to save somebody and you tell them the, the only way that they are saved, that is love speech. Yeah. You know, you could you could imagine now being a lifeguard and you've got a boy and you've got somebody. Uh, I don't know what you call that thing that you throw out. I mean, is it oh, the, the, boy? love boys. The, the, anyway. the love The Love yeah. But you've got somebody that's busy drowning yeah. and you've only got that now to throw to them. Mm. And you say to them, oh, sorry, I don't want to be guilty of of hate speech now. Yeah. You know? I'm sorry. I don't want to hate you by throwing this to you. Are you okay with me throwing this to I you? I might hate you. The guy's busy drowning. Yeah. <laughs> you love him, so you, you, you save him. Yeah. And, um, and mm. what have we got to gain as Christians? And this is part of the point that Paul makes regarding the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then we are fools. Then mm. we have no, Then we have nothing to actually say yeah. to anybody. But Jesus did rise from the dead. Mm. And the resurrection is true. And this is a reality. And what does it actually help us by, let's just take the argument of saying that that is hate speech. What does it actually help the Christian to be saying to somebody that Jesus is the only way and then they hate them for telling them that? Yeah, yeah. We don't go around killing people because Jesus is the only way. We go around being killed day by day because we tell people that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. We love our enemies. We, get, we do good to those that hate us. And even if you had to compare that to any other form of religion... What, what, what are people doing in this world that are part of other religions? Yeah. They are not doing good to their enemies. Yeah. They are not feeding those that are of their enemies. Now, there are some uh, unique individuals that actually do do that. I'm not saying that that's true of everybody. But it's the Christians in this world that are willing to even be persecuted and die because of the fact that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and All no right. one comes to the Father but through him. All right. Just as a side note, I mean, one mm-hmm. of our missionaries that we support as a local church, and uh, what a wonderful individual indeed. I mean, he lives in a place that is so incredibly uncomfortable by, by choice yeah. because of the truth of John 14, verse 6. All right. Well known. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He goes and he suffers yeah. for that. Yeah. So, so this is it. I mean, even if I had to make another reference, you know, um, Paul, in the Book of Galatians, was dealing with this issue of going back to Jewish traditions and circumcision in particular and P- Paul gets so irritated with the way that these people were trying to force Jewish religion onto Christians that he says, well why don 't you just emasculate yourself completely yeah yeah, yeah. you know just right. just go the full way if you mm-hmm. want to say that you need to go back to the Jewish things, then go do all of the Jewish things because yeah. that was a schoolmaster that led us to the fact that we need the Christ, yeah, so for us as the Gentiles. It ought to move our heart that there's many Jews that are rejecting the Lord Jesus even today. But Rocky, there are also some Jews that do get saved. I,
0: like I, I want to move away from the Jewishness of the question. I wanna, somebody said the other day, Edward, I'll, I'll get you in a sec because I want to direct the question at you. Somebody said the other day, good people don't go to heaven, only believers do. And and we need to say to each other, there are Lots of good people in this country still left, not just in the Jewish nation, but here in South Africa. So what do we say to people? Are people doomed, good people doomed on the way to their abyss simply because they haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ? Edward?
1: Well, I think at the heart of that question, as emotional as it may sound, is this. Uh, what that dear lady must understand about John 14, verse 6 is the gospel is an exclusive message. But so is every other message on this planet. It's not uh, that Jesus Christ is the only way is not an offensive thing to say because every religion posits and by virtue of their existence uh, justifies the fact that their way is the only way. Yeah. Right? So it's not an offensive thing to say from a Christian standpoint that Jesus Christ is the only way. All right. We can't be the only inclusive religion while every other view out there, even non-religions, are exclusive by nature by virtue of their existence. All right. A view is exclusive. Otherwise, they will all say that they are wrong. No. If you ask any other religion, and I'm, I don't want to name religions, whether you're Jew or anybody else, they will say, yes, we believe we are right. So we do too. It's not meant to be offensive. Jesus was not trying to be offensive. He was simply starting trying to state the truth. This is how it works, All right, as Pastor Rocky already explained.
0: So if good people... Who have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. She's saying, yeah, are these people on their way into the abyss? Are these way? But hang on. uh, Yes. Hang hang on, on. Uh, Venon.
1: This thing called good people, this is an invented category. Yeah. Uh, Who says there is such a category of good people? We have the same thing, a same type of question with uh, people saying, how can God be loving if innocent children uh, die all over the place? Well, that's an invented category, innocent Mm. children it's invented to, to try and make the questions sound pertinent there's no such thing we nobody's born with innocence yeah we are all born guilty sinners oh, right. we are not born guilt uh, good we are born bad we are born depraved we are dead in trespasses and sin so we know nobody's good so, the assumption here that if good people there isn't such a category for us to to try and not in
0: scripture not only <laughs> for us all to right. work
1: out the the you know the nuances of this question there isn't such a category, so we must move away from these non category arguments
0: all right okay guys it's a uh, quarter to twelve we've literally got ten minutes to go. however, Ikasa says we have to play music, and i've got uh, Katie Nicole on the turntable. beautiful song a song called in Jesus' name, I speak this over you in Jesus' name in your at home uh, wherever you are this morning listening to this program bless your heart thank you for all the whatsapps coming in if you've got a question that you'd like to pose away 657 2729 beautiful uh, nicole there with a beautiful song in jesus name got a question from somebody i think it is john that said please explain john 10 16. rocky i think you need to read that Whoever is in a car this morning, don't have a scripture Bible with him. Uh, what does it say?
2: It's in it's in one of my favourite passages of all Scripture, where Jesus speaks about himself being the Good Shepherd, who lays down his life for the sheep, and and that's a beautiful concept in and of itself. And we could spend a lot of time there. But in John ten sixteen, it says, "And I have other sheep, which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one Shepherd." And so this is speaking about in particular church and those that are saved out of this world and brought into a people of god by this one voice from this one shepherd who become part of one sheep and and i think that a a way of also seeing this and understanding this would be to go to something like first peter chapter 2 verse 9 where we see who the these people that now hear the voice of the shepherd are the ones that become part of the flock that's john 10 27 my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me that's part of the process of that that which happens when jesus becomes um, your lord and savior and he he's now he's redeemed you he becomes the one that you now listen to you deny yourself you take up your cross you follow him and when you're part of that group of people then you part of the church. And yeah. Peter speaks about this in 1 Peter 2 verse 9. He says, But you are a chosen family, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you were once not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And there we even see some of the purpose of the church. Part of what we're to do is exactly that engagement within the Great Commission that Jesus commands at the end of Matthew 28 that we referenced earlier, is that we go and we proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into marvelous life. When we are called out, it's because we've heard the voice of the shepherd. That's back to John 10. We hear the voice of the shepherd, and he knows us, and we begin to follow him. We now are his disciples. We have been purchased. We've been redeemed, bought with the price, the precious price of the blood of Christ. And now we are not our own any longer. We belong to him who has redeemed us and we now do what he calls us to do. So those other sheep of a of another fold, that is basically those outside of the people of Israel that would hear this gospel message and come to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and be part of this one church.
0: Well when, you and I for that matter.
2: Exactly. All right and so when you have Christians. a yes, Christians. when you have a Jewish convert to yeah. Christianity they're part of the same one church. It's not a different church. Yes. And that's the point that Jesus is making. It will be one flock, one shepherd, because there's the same one voice that they've listened to, the voice of the great shepherd of the sheep who laid right. down his life for them.
0: All right. That's right. Just before time has literally caught up with us, we've got three minutes. If I'm part of the body of Christ, if I'm part of the church, but church in, in many understanding to be the building on the street corner there, Mm-hmm. Um, and i can 't go to church. many people will say, Well, I listen to radio pulpit I, 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 I watch online streaming am, am I still keeping in mind hebrews ten twenty five Let us not forsake the the gathering of the saints the last days, mm-hmm. the more so we we see the hour approaching. Um, what are we saying to somebody? Am I still part of the church, the body of Christ, Edward? Well, if you are saved, if you are truly saved and born again, as
1: we say, if you believe that Christ is your Lord and Savior, you are saved. Uh, You cited Hebrews 10, uh, 25, which says uh, we we mustn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Now, you you cited an illustration of somebody who couldn't get to an an assembly, a church gathering. That's not forsaking. Uh, But there are uh, thousands of people that sit at home. They can go to to a place where where believers assemble. That's forsaking. They're violating that verse, not the person who can't get to where they really want to to be. That doesn't mean you are not part of the body of Christ, nor should you be guilty about that. If you can't get to an assembly of saints, then, well, you can't, then there's nothing you can do about that. But if you can and you choose not to, then you should be guilty about that. But again, as a born-again person, that doesn't mean because you chose not to go to church on Sunday that you've lost your salvation. That's not true either, but you should be guilty knowing that you've disobeyed Scripture. And if you'd confess that sin and not accept it as people are doing today, that oh well, you know it's no biggie, man. I'll go, I'll, they also have a Friday night service. I'll try yeah. and go to that one. Yeah, yeah. You and know.
0: God will forgive me for that.
1: Yes, um. God is so forgiving that he, he. What they mean is God will put up with all my nonsense. Yeah. So what they're describing is Grandpa. They're not describing God. He, he's a holy God. He hates sin. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: All right, okay. Jane's time uh, has run out on us, uh, Edward. I said to you, it's going to be the shortest hour of your life. Uh, this scriptural, Rocky. If people want to get hold of you. Where can they get hold of you? Email address, please, sir.
2: Yeah, pastor at Benoni Bible
0: Church. Dot co. Dot za. All right, uh, pastor at Benoni Bible Church, Edward. Somebody like to write to you? Email. Where can they get hold of you? My name,
1: Edward Kania, one at gmail.com
0: Edward kanya one Yes the number one. All right, at gmail.com simple as that that's the gmail account and if you need to get hold of Rocky you're welcome to write him an email next week God willing Rocky will not be here Uh, taking a break he's not forsaking the gathering of the believers but uh, (laughs) he is taking a well deserved break and uh, Edward will stand in for him Edward thank you so much for joining us this morning bless your heart wonderful to have had you here with us it's an honor to be here thank you and uh, next week if the Lord tarries we will continue certainly where we left off this morning to you, thank you so much for uh, writing in, sending in those questions, making the program very interesting. Ja, be paal hier ritme van die program is lekker om saam met jou te kan kyk. In uh, some you program To can the end of the day, It's good to listen To Edward And Rocky And Veynon But Acts 17:11 Says there's a responsibility That lies with you as well To go and search The scriptures To see If these things Are so Go and do so My brother My Amen. sister And be obedient To the word Till next week God bless you And shalom